everybody. Welcome back to the Foxworthy Podcast. We're here again. Episode 55 of, uh, of the old FP. I don't know if we can call it that. I guess that sounds cool. I actually saw Brian today, just to let people know. Checked in with him. He's had some life changes going on, but I'll let him disclose whatever he wants to disclose when he comes back. <laughs> that but, makes it sound super sketchy. Like, <laughs> he has a deep, dark secret. He... <laughs> Has a secret no one knows, and it, it's it's not really relevant to the game, but you know I think it can. I'm gonna it's it shows deception, Jeff. Deception on layers, on levels you couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. Boy. We'll touch on that briefly for a second, but I'm back here with Tyler Commons again. We're gonna talk about Survivor. We're trying to get back to normal Survivor this week. Like I said, I got on the other line. He's twerking and drinking wine. It's Ty. Gosh, I didn't know that I was that relatable to Debbie, but I guess I am. Well, apparently she was faking it, though. Yeah, which was awesome and amazing. I don't know why she <laughs> did it, but the fact that she did it, I got to give her props. She's uh, been entertaining this season, at least. So we'll wrap up briefly on a confusing follow-up to last week because, you know, we talked about this on last week's podcast, but it wasn't Survivor, really. It was something else. And... They tried to wrap it up nicely this week. I think they rushed it a little bit, but what can you do, really? You kind of, at some point, you have to put it back in the rearview well, mirror and move on. They sort of let Zeke have the last word and had him tell the rest of his tribe mates and had them all not really react because I think that was the point, right? Yeah, and they uh, they included two uh, key moments with Sarah because even I think Sarah handled it last week. And she's a good picture of the general population who maybe not doesn't have interaction with the trans community. And again, she said, I got to know Zeke for 19 days, and he's one cool person, and like that's how I know Zeke. And as a rough way of transitioning, I got to say, as someone who has Sarah on his fantasy team, I like the way they're playing her up as like this perfect little conservative girl who's learning the way of the world, because it seems nice... <laughs> Like a nice precursor to her doing pretty well. Yeah, she's got a nice storyline developing along with a couple others that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, and going off that quick fantasy update, we're all really close. This is this is a suspenseful fantasy season. Our scoring system is working very well. Yeah, I'm a genius, I think is what you're saying. So you're on first with 81 Levi's 10 points behind you with 71, and then Jordan and I are 15 points behind you with 66, tied for third. And it's working out well, I think. We all have three people left except for you. You just have two people left. I do. So for those playing along at home, now that we're down to a manageable amount of people, I'll run through this. Ty has Andrea and Ty, and Jordan has Michaela, Brad, and Debbie. Levi has Sari, Zeke, and Troy Zan, and I have Aubrey, Sarah, and Sierra Don Thomas. So it's going to be an exciting run up to the end. And our uh, picks, we are 12 for 36 on the year. What do you think of that? I think that's a pretty good percentage, um, considering. Also, when we when you just mentioned my team, since we're talking about fantasy for a little bit, I kind of went with a draft that I thought people were going to stick around and get me points, but not necessarily win. And I think that's all I have left right now. Andrea and Ty, who I'm not sure are going to win, but they kind of proved this week that they can both win immunity and get me points. I think losing Ozzy is what hurt 
is what's going to hurt the most as far as just racking up the points. Yeah, he was definitely my strongest player left. Yeah, so we'll talk about him in a couple minutes. But let's start on the other side. Let's start on the people on the top of the totem pole with our power rankings for the week. We got, like I just mentioned, 11 people left. So we might have to start narrowing down our power rankings from five. But, I mean, you've, you've been doing that all year long anyway. But what do you I, got? Who, who are you looking at right now? All right. So I do have actually have five this week, which is shocking because there's so few people left. But number one, I got Sierra. She's uh, really taken over kind of the her-Brad alliance. So I have her and Brad one and two. Because oh, Brad, Brad's storyline hasn't been as strong the last few episodes. But, you know, he's still there and they're also working together. Yeah, they made it seem like those two are in control, which I think is why without even talking to each other, we both had them one and two. Mm. Um, they've been a power couple more or less for several weeks, but... It seemed this week as if Sierra is the one who's sort of in control and Brad runs to her and sees what she's thinking. I I don't particularly like either of them, but mm-hmm. they seem to be in control. I was pretty turned off by Sierra, actually, the way that she would openly be talking to someone and be like, I hate Michaela. Michaela's the worst. Hey, Michaela, love you. Oh, yeah. You're talking about her and Zeke sitting on the beach? (laughs) Is that who she was sitting with? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. And that's Mm. that drives me crazy. And then she's just so cocky right now. I ugh. And she's on my team, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm I'm just I'm a little annoyed by the two faced people when it's that uh that transparent, I guess. Mm. I do think uh it is kind of frustrating to see her arrogance shine through like blatantly the way she does talk to people and i think she even said it once this week she's like i feel great in my position where i am or um maybe she's like younger debbie oh gosh except she hasn't had 17 jobs and insist on balancing not yet not yet um all right so i'm gonna continue on my list number three who is number three Kind of by default because he still has two idols. I have Ty, <laughs> not not because Ty is the greatest player on earth, but just because if if he's smart no, enough to use them. No, because he is them, the greatest player on earth. Yeah, he is the greatest player without knowing it. But um, if he's smart enough to use him, he's going to be around for several weeks still. Um, I got Troy Troyzan because he is very close with Brad, mm. and uh, he also has an idol. And last one, I put Sari on there because Sari had a very good episode, which I want to touch on a little bit later is her conversation with Michaela. But I feel like she had a good episode and has a very good handle on the game and how to play it with people. Yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit. I put her number three because I felt like she single-handedly saved Michaela's butt. Mm -hmm. Got Haley sent home. And she seems like she's in a pretty good position. Although, I got to say, that second vote for Ozzy, I don't know what was going on with her or with Zeke because she voted for Sierra, I think, and Zeke voted for Aubrey. And that both of those came out of nowhere, and I had no idea what was going on with that. Mm. But my number four is Debbie because <laughs> I had to give her a little credit. She got... The strong man voted out. She was the first person to make a big move post-merge. And I 
I don't know. Debbie's such a wild card that I don't. I feel weird putting her in my power rankings, but I also feel like should I have her higher? Maybe I, it's weird. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. I don't really have. I can't back you up. She's very uh, amalgamous. Is that the right word? She changes your view on her changes week to week because you don't know what she's going to do or what she's going to say. I don't think that's the word, but amorphous amorphous. Maybe could be what you were thinking of. Okay. (laughs) I think amalgam uh, an, an amalgam of things is a big mix put together. So it is Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) 11 personalities all inside. That's true. And number five, I put Sarah because like I mentioned a minute ago, they seem to be giving her a nice little look every week. Sort of just, hey, don't forget about Sarah. So we'll see how she goes. Moving on, I'm going to jam a couple things together here. Since this was a double tribal week, I think we should just go ahead and Put the old five-minute timer on for for both Haley and Ozzy because uh, ten minutes is a long time to talk about talk about just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, Haley got voted out in the first half. It seemed to be that it was either going to be her or Ozzy. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> her or Michaela. And Sari pulled some strings? Question mark. I. I couldn't figure out what she did, but everyone seemed to credit her with saving Michaela. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think she formed a bond with Michaela, um, kind of a mentor mentee thing, uh, and swayed people to say we need to get rid of Haley. Talking about Haley, I think she. I don't feel like she came off as a very strong player this season. I don't think they maybe the edit wasn't good, but she was kind of like, well. I don't think that's what we should do, but whatever, y'all are in charge. You know, like she would say stuff like that in Tribal. She was entertaining at Tribal, at least. mm, There was that one time where, uh, I can't remember, week three or four, Jeff was like, okay, it is time to vote. And she's like, "Uh no, it's not. So I thought thought that was actually one of her best moments of the season, um, which kind of proved that she did know how the game works and how to play it even though she wasn't the most exciting player to sit and watch. I think she has a grasp. She said in an interview with Reality TV World that I looked up that she felt like she didn't play, like she didn't make enough moves. And I think she was very aware of that. She actually said she wishes she had thrown the challenge during the metamorphosis puzzle just so that she could have something with her name on it. I don't even know what the logic behind it is, but she's she just said, I sure wish I had just thrown this challenge. And I was like, Dude, hmm. that would have changed the season, like, completely. Oh, because, a lot. Yeah, at, like, our entire last podcast wouldn't exist, possibly. So, possibly, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I'll point out real quick a couple interesting things from her interview. One, th- This is something I really wanted to touch on about this week overall because I think when we watched it, it was sort of just a mess of confusion mm-hmm. with things going on everywhere, people talking to everybody, and you don't really know who's who and who's where. And I think as I thought about it and as I read some post-game <laughs> commentary from Haley and Ozzy and people 
related to the show. It seems like the reason it was so confusing is people were actually frightened to make moves. Like, I think Mm. people were just not ready to play. Like, it seemed like, oh, let's vote out the people on the bottom. Like, uh, I don't know, it could be Haley or Michaela. And, I mean, this quote from Haley sort of speaks to exactly what I'm saying. She said that I think no one wants to make a move right now. I was really frustrated because the game of Game Changers, I was yet again a non-vote going home. It was just people not making a move, and I think I was the victim of a poor strategic decision. And she does own up throughout her interview to the fact that, you know, she doesn't think she played well enough to stick around, but you know, why not go for Sierra or Brad? Like they're clearly the power players and no one even hardly considered trying to vote them out there at that point. It didn't really make sense to me. Yeah. I think, I think maybe the followers of kind of Brad and Sierra and the followers of Zeke, who's kind of the other, the opposite clashing, uh, general keeping the analogy of soldiers going on that they use this week. I think they want to stick with the higher up people to get them later in. And then, you know, cause at one point the, your army, your group of people is going to outnumber the leaders, you know, Brad and Sierra, if they make it to top five, well, that's three people still left to vote them out, you know? And maybe people are thinking that strategy, like right now, if I stick on the strongest group maybe later i can get rid of the head of but this survivor has always been who do you want to sit at the end with and why would anyone try to bring the power players to the end with them when they could bring Haley or michaela who have sort of been at the bottom the whole time it just doesn't make sense and i it's it is weird it's always weird to hear people like Haley and tribal be like oh bring me i'm at the bottom but you know, you know what? It took us five it's, minutes to get through this, so I'm just gonna we're gonna do the whole ten minutes here because we haven't even got to Ozzy. But, but yeah, like, just why would you not want to bring the weak people and put off the power people? It doesn't really make sense to me. Well, it's also the strategy of you need someone to hide behind. Uh, if you think back, like when we had uh, Sunday on the podcast, she she said uh, in her like pregame interview, she's like, I'm gonna find a strong male to sit behind, and she sat behind. Um, the Boston cop. Why can't I think of his name? Brett and uh, tried to make it farther and farther. So, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that strategy. It doesn't always work out, but I don't think the same strategy wins Survivor every season. So that changes it. And speaking of a strong player, the second person to go home was Ozzy. Ozzy played a very interesting game. And I think his problem is or was, he kind of tried to play the card of like, well, you all are going to starve now without me. But <laughs> that, that that doesn't really bother them because I feel like at some point you know you're semi-safe out there. So maybe it's not as important to be useful around camp as you would hope. Yeah, and I think Survivor's always been the strong people get voted out when the merge happens, you know? Mm. And he wasn't prepared. You just mentioned having people to hide behind. He didn't have anybody to hide behind. And it was as easy as Debbie whispering in 10 people's ears, apparently. <laughs> and then he's gone. I, he said he was blindsided in his interview. I guess he was legitimately surprised. He did sound pretty bitter <laughs> throughout. I mean, 
you know, he, he was making fun of Debbie's useless extra vote and, you know. Oh, wow. Calling Debbie cocky and thinking that she's a puppet master. And, you know, he kind of goes at a couple different things. But I think he just, I feel like players like him are never cut out to win unless they, because I don't know, even if they win their way to the end, do they really have an argument, you know? I think that's the tough balance because you have people uh, who are going to excel at challenges that you want, you know, especially early on, you want your tribe to keep winning so you don't have to go to tribal. So they're more valuable. But then there comes that merge moment where it's like, oh, well, we can't have him because he's just going to win his way to final three or he's going to win his way to final four or whenever they do the last immunity. Um, so it's tough to to keep the physical threats around very long you really need to have a strong social game and maybe not show up everybody physically and just to touch again on our power rankings he he in his interview ozzy talked about spending a good amount of time with brad and sierra and not having spent as much time with Haley and michaela and just feeling like he could trust brad and sierra because he had been working with them for a while and Turns out he was very wrong because I think if he had gone with Haley and Michaela, it's a completely different game right now. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh it's just a it's a game where one not necessarily even wrong decision, but one decision that you think is the right decision that could bring you forward doesn't end up working out in your favor. You know, that's why they have hidden idols and things like that. Like, you never know exactly what's going to happen, especially when you get out with a group of people who you've known for three weeks now. Is that what we're up to? Day 21, I think? I think it's day 24. Oh, did they jump to 24? Okay, I just know the first one was day 19. So, yeah, I think... Because it was two episodes, so I think it was 18 to 21 and then 21 to 24, but I'd have to double-check. Okay, but yeah, I think I think it's hard to base an entire game off of only knowing people for two and a half, three weeks, you know? Yeah, and now Haley and Ozzy are the first two members of the jury, and as Survivor fans know, that means they're voting for whoever's left now. They're voting for the winner here, and mm. that's why I think this was a revealing moment from Haley's interview. The show seems to be presenting Sierra as this power player and blah, blah, blah. And it is interesting. Haley said, I just thought she was kind of a pawn, but to see that she was gunning for me was almost shocking. (laughs) And then on a separate level, she said, we just never really connected. Whoop. Sorry, I forgot that I was doing the timer. (laughs) But we're going to move on to a quick jury talk here. I have a question for you I'm going to throw at you. Yeah. Haley said, me and Sierra just never really connected, and I, I don't know if she has a problem with me or what. So <laughs> it is funny to hear somebody say that, because then you're like, oh, they, they might just not like each other. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's a very valid point. I mean, you're not going to like everyone you meet, so if you don't get along with someone in life, you don't necessarily have to get along with them in Survivor, you know? Man, valuable life lessons. Ty's just doling them out right now. Well, let me ask you this. We have Haley and Ozzy on the jury. Do you have any idea who you think either of them would vote for at this point? Well, Ozzy was in the trifecta of Ozzy, Brad, and Troyzan, correct? I believe so. It's, con- it's That was one of the alliances that existed, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. I think uh, if Brad makes it, I think he would definitely vote for Brad. Honestly, I don't know who Haley would vote for. She might vote for the underdog in the final three, or she could be totally swayed by someone saying, look, here's a big move I made. Um, and, you know, part of her could be like, I wanted to make a big move. You get yeah. my vote. Yep, sounds you know? like it. And obviously so. we don't know who's going to make it to the end, but she did mention in this interview with Reality TV World that she was pulling for Andrea at the time she got voted out. So who knows if Andrea will last long enough, but... If she does, keep that in mind. Haley likes her. Since we're talking about Final Tribal, who do you have on your list of people who have no chance of winning Final Tribal? All right. The no chance of winners. It's smaller than uh, my top five. But I think, uh, sadly, Michaela, minus Michaela having a very good episode, kind of impartially due to Sari, I just don't think she's making enough friends out there and there's enough people who are kind of bitter with her strong personality that i don't think she's going to get votes if she makes it also while he's simultaneously in my top five i still have ty as no chance of winning just because you just because you can't play a hidden immunity idol top three but yeah who do you who are you still convinced has no chance uh it's ty I, mm-hmm. I I can't picture a scenario where some where he sits at tribal and convinces people that he deserves to win because they'll just turn right back to him and say, "What have you done? No one knows what you've been up to this whole time." This week actually staved off me putting Michaela on the list for the moment just because she. She, I mean, she's been calm all year. She has this reputation as sort of being ready to lose it at any moment, but she's been pretty good. I, I, I don't really see her winning, but I'm not ready to say she has no chance. And the other person that I thought about was Debbie, but she has too many hidden advantages to, to, to totally throw her out yet. I think she's probably the closest, though. Mm-hmm. You think she's probably a uh, kind of one and one B for uh, no chance, right? With Michaela, mm-hmm. can we talk about the Michaela Sari kind of conversation that they they had on the beach? Yeah, let me leave us into that real quick because Haley talked about that. She was asked, "Did you get a sense that Sari and Michaela were becoming buddy buddy, or did they keep their friendship under wraps?" Because Sari seemingly didn't want to know. Didn't want anyone to know she was trying to help and save Michaela. And Haley said, oh, yeah, they spent every waking moment together. And I don't even mean just waking moments. Like, all night long when everyone else was asleep, they were up chatting the entire night. They were nonstop together, so it was very clear. But Sari had me fooled that she was on my side. (laughs) So interesting insight because the episode did make it seem like they only really talked in secret and, and no one knew about it. Yeah, no, I think that's part of the uh, the amazing episode that Sari had because uh, they're making it look like she's very good at reading situations and reading people. And uh, she kind of extended that knowledge uh, in one of the more touching moments this season when uh, her and Michaela are having this conversation on the beach and Michaela's like, you know, no one wants to work with me. I don't I don't know why. And Sari just straight up tells her, she's like, you have to let your guard down. I know it's tough out 
out in the world, but if you don't let your guard down and let people know who the real you are, no one's ever going to trust you and no one's ever going to be friends with you. She said, and this was my quote that she told Michaela, she said, people's perception is their reality. So if Michaela's putting off this um, not positive perception to all these people, she's negative all the time, she wants to carry challenges, she doesn't really want to socialize with people, like that's the only view that the people have of you. And I think Sari offered a wonderful insight saying, hey, you got to learn how to change people's perception because that's exactly what it's perception that you give off. And she also stayed calm despite Haley attempting to basically just drop kerosene right into the right into her I don't know oil I, I don't I don't know how fire works obviously <laughs> but she tried to set her off she she walked up to her before that tribal and said something to the effect of you know it's it's me or you right and Michaela stayed calm talked to Sari didn't panic and she didn't get sent home so I thought that was a big moment for her mm-hmm a couple other interesting things I wanted to point out. We talked about Debbie faking being drunk. That was interesting. I also wanted to talk about Haley offering to stand up and get shaken down, get patted down for an immunity idol. What did you What did you think of that? I thought is very interesting strategy. I don't know if it played out the way in her head she thought it was because she kind of threatened like, "Hey, I might have an idol, but I'm definitely not going to tell you unless you ask." which made it kind of an awkward situation. I don't quite understand the logic behind that. I think I what she was doing was trying to wake everyone up. I, I'll talk about this during my social takeaway a little bit, but I think she was so frustrated by people targeting her as this weak link and not willing, not being willing to make a big move that she was saying, you guys are acting like you want to vote me out because I have, you think I have a hidden immunity idol, but that's not why you're voting me out. So let me just expose myself to prove that the reason you are telling me is not true. Okay, so Sears calling them out for basically using a false excuse to get rid of her. Like right. that, that's the easiest thing to tell her is, hey, you have this idol. We either need to flush it or get you out. Yes, and the other thing I wanted to mention was Ty going streaking. That at the, uh, what is it, the Marshall's Spa Day? <laughs> oh, the Marshall's Spa Day? Well, see, when they were on the Marshall's Reward, they had all this great food because of Marshall's, and it was just, it reminded them of when they were at home and they could go hang out at Marshall's because Marshall's yeah. is the best store that's ever existed. Marshall's showed up, and they had shampoo and showers and nice designer bathrobes, and Marshall's just provided a great experience on the Marshall's Island in Marshall's Fiji. <laughs> yeah but ty streaking around was really funny because i was just imagining the marshall's execs being like wow this is great they're mentioning marshall's so much uh they keep saying marshall's reward marshall's spa blah blah blah. this is such great visibility for us this is great you guys it's a great job they're all high-fiving and then ty a 55 year old man or whatever instantly takes his clothes off and starts running around and they're just like oh god stop call <laughs> call cbs no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Marshalls is so good it'll get you naked <laughs> that's their new tagline but it was really funny to hear Ty be like what didn't you guys go streaking in the 60s and 70s and they're all like uh, none of us were alive but thanks <laughs> so speaking of the Marshalls spot do you have a Jeff Probst moment this week 
Oh my goodness, I did. I totally had a Jeff Probst moment, but I'm blanking on it right now because I didn't have time <laughs> to write it down. Um, so I'm going to let you give yours, and if it comes back to me, I'm going to chime in. Well, see, that was mine. I, we kind of just ruined it, but mine was definitely Jeff just trying to play up the Marshall's reward thing so much. Even like during the challenge, he's like, for a chance to go to Marshall's spa. And I'm like, wait, who's Marshall? It's very confusing. <laughs> but him describing all the stuff that they were going to get to do as if it were the most amazing thing ever. He was like, you'll get to be in a silky robe. And they were all like, (laughs) 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 so that was my, that was my thing. I thought that was really funny, but I guess to uh, delay for you just another second. What, what did you think of Debbie essentially wasting that extra vote? Cause I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, I think the episode's confusion that it created, that almost justified it in showing that the people out on the island might have been as confused as we've been this whole episode. You know, with people jumping and cross-talking and two armies being put together and soldiers getting ready to bash their heads. Like, a lot of this episode, I was really confused and the only people I really knew were against each other were Sierra and Zeke. Um, Jeff Probe's moment, I don't, I don't remember. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is embarrassing, Ty. We're supposed to be podcasting professionals. I, I'm very embarrassing, but that's okay. Well, it was a lot to sort through this week. It was an about a hundred minute running time episode, I think. Mm. One little double, double ep, but. My social takeaway this week. Let's do those. Let's let's do. You got one of those set up. You ready to go with that? I do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I already mentioned it, but I just thought this moment was the best. It was when Cerise said, "People's perceptions are their reality." You know, I think that's something people need to realize is uh, who the personality you give off is how people are going to judge you. Maybe not. You know, they won't give you that chance to explain what you say or your argument for why you're angry all the time or why you're happy all the time so their perception is their reality if people think america needs to be made great again then it does right if enough people do (laughs) i'm not going to touch that one what was your social (laughs) takeaway mine was you have to play to win because whether it was confusion or just fear i felt like no one was really ready to make moves because debbie stood out in stark contrast to everyone else when she was like hey uh maybe we could vote out somebody like threatening like ozzy (laughs) because everybody else is like who's the most random weak person we can vote out uh (laughs) michaela Haley. oh wait zeke's trying to strategize let's get rid of him like it was just this weird jumble of people not who didn't seem like they were there to play. And I hope that this Aussie vote sort of wakes them up and realizes that you can't just sit around and keep voting out the lambs every week. Yeah, I do. I We talked about this a little bit, but post-merge is when real Survivor happens, essentially. I think they're going to stop with all the gimmicks and tricks. And I think they're going to get down to people against people, and that's what's going to uh, make this season great again <laughs> the one thing i'm not looking forward to with it being post-merge is that i guess it's time to just do balance challenges the rest of the time because it's always just like p- 
people balancing or trying to hold on to something for like two hours and that's just the rest of the season yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm a huge proponent of the challenges but i think when it i have to admit secretly that the social game is the good part of the show even though challenges are fun and they can be exciting balance challenges and those sorts of things are tense but they're not exciting it was a little fun to watch ty dethrone ozzy i did kind of enjoy that but who's next who, who do you think is going to get voted out next week um well the way this episode sort of set it up i honestly don't remember seeing some the next episode because we watched so much survivor because they did a double um zeke doesn't look like he's in a good spot right now he kind of i'll equate it to what adam did last year but adam ended up winning so maybe zeke could but he started playing really hard this episode yeah i think that was a good wake-up call for him to sort of try to find that line between playing hard and not looking like you're playing hard because he very easily could have been gone mm-hmm. which would have been a weird look for the show for, for people who <laughs> don't watch it and just heard about it a week ago they're like oh the transgender guy and then the next week it's like he's gone it would have been would have been uh, weird for people who don't watch it but i think it's a good learning opportunity for him just from how that experience went mm-hmm so, yeah, I think Zeke has a chance of going home. I still think Michaela might be far enough on the bottom um, because Sari also straight up told Michaela, like, I'm not sticking my neck out for you um, blatantly, but I will do my best to sort of work behind the scenes to keep you around. So those two are kind of on the chopping block, in my opinion. Yeah, my money's on Sierra. I just want somebody to target the power players, and I think she's where you look. But. Mm-hmm. That's all we got, I think, for this week. Uh, Survivor is trying to get back to normal. Hopefully next week will be a nice hour-long episode that we can just pick apart and we'll try to have some fun. I th- we're going to have some guests soon, I think. We're, we're still we're juggling schedules. It's much more complicated in the real world than you'd think. I'm trying to hear back from Adam. I'm trying to hear back from some people we've had on previously. We're trying to hook you up with some good solid survivor podcasting yeah we just want to have fun because survivor when it's not about serious social issues is all about fun (laughs) so we'll be back with more next time uh i think we wanted to mention just hop on the old apple machine that you got subscribe to the podcast rate and review it and you know tell your friends Right, Ty? Tell, tell all your friends to, to come listen to us. Even if you don't watch Survivor, just start watching it and listen to us because wh- who else would you listen to? Yeah, and honestly, you guys leaving feedback and helpful reviews is what's going to make the show better. So if you're already listening, obviously you like it, but we can always improve and make things better. And the only way we know how to do that is if we get reviews and more people in a wider range of audience listening so we would really appreciate if you guys would either share this or go and leave a review on no longer itunes what is it called apple Podcasts. apple podcasts or whatever podcasting app you have i suppose but you know you could also send us just money if if that's if you want to do that (laughs) we could give ty vocal surgery so that the mic can actually pick him up and yeah, I have to set up my own, own rig every week because I don't get picked up by normal microphones. I don't know if someone can tell me what that is in my voice, but feel free. Well, maybe we have a listener who 
it just thinks I'm talking to no one every week. Maybe you have like a like a dog pitch level voice or something. <laughs> like you're like a human dog whistle. I don't know. We'll never know. The world the world may never know. That's all I got. <laughs> that's that's all we got. We'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. Always follow Foxworthy on Twitter as well as Gaines Taylor and Tyler B. Commons. Foxworthy Pod at Foxworthy Pod. Goodbye, everybody. Foxworthy Podcast.